0: Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. (laughs) Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play.
1: Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League Roundup as we look at all the action from October with nine weeks of the season now completed. And of course we start in the senior division which is led at the moment by Hatch Lane who have made an exceptional start to the campaign. 18 points from their first six games, not dropped a point as of yet in addition to some cup wins as well. They sit eight points clear at the top and they look to be the side that are going to be challenging all season long. And in in second place are Eastway Athletic, who have 10 points from their first five games, three wins and a draw, uh, with a game in hand on Hatch Lane, but still with plenty of ground to make up. In third place, and perhaps the other side who could benefit uh, from some games in hand, are United, Diane, who have played three and won three, with 19 goals to boot in those three games. They sit on nine points and of course with three games in hand, so anything is possible when those two teams play each other. In fourth place, FC Baller have made an inconsistent but solid start to the season with three wins and three defeats from their six games, seeing them also sitting on nine points, including a couple of very close games with Bay T squad in the Cup in recent weeks. And it's Bay T squad who are just below FC Baller sitting fifth place at the moment with some games in hand on the others with two wins and a draw from their opening four on seven points. And down in sixth place, El Valiente. Two wins from their first four games of the season. They'll be a little bit disappointed with that return so far. But of course there is still a long way to go in the season. Also with two wins are Secret FC. uh, Also sit on six points. Also with ten goals. uh, But that is from five games. So they have played a game more than the sides above them. Down in eighth are Repton Park. Who managed to secure their first victory of the season in October. uh, But that is their only points so far with three to their name. But they are two sides below them. Ninth place, Alliance Stars, also have three points with one win uh, from five. But their goal difference sees them sit in the relegation zone presently. And bottom of the table are London Mavericks, who have not yet got a point from their first games, and they sit without a point. Moving into our Premier Division, where Brook Athletic sport a perfect record so far at the very top, with five wins from five. 23 goals and only five conceded, normally a good sign of quality, uh, and they're on 15 points, five points clear of the rest. And the sides below them, Belfry, are probably the closest challengers, you might say, at the moment, with three wins and a draw from their first five as they sit on 10 points. And that is a point ahead of two sides, the first of which is Flyhouse Athletic, their first season with the league, of course, this year. They have three wins from their first five this season and sit on nine points. Also on nine are Barking Riverside, with a very similar record. Three wins also from their first five games of the season, sees them challenging. But they are struggling to score goals, so um, they will look to obviously rectify that as the season goes on. Down in fifth place are East Stars, who have played most games in the division. Two wins and two draws from seven fixtures played, gives them eight points so far. And three sides sit just below them on seven in a really tight division, it has to be said. Uh, With Roos uh, on uh, seven points from five games with two wins and a draw. They sit sixth and, of course, do have some games in hand on some of the sides above. Down in seventh are Avental, who have also won two and drawn one. But they have been defeated three times. They sit on seven points from their first six games. And also on seven points, Barking and Dagenham Wanderers, who were the, one of the early forerunners, um, having made some put, in, put some good performances in in the earliest part of the season. But they have fallen away a little bit lately. Two wins and a draw from their opening seven games. But they are just one win away from being in second place in the table in what is a very congested um, area. And the only side to, without a point so far are Culture Club, who sit ninth in the table with five defeats from their opening five. Struggling to score goals, there's been a problem there with just the one in their opening fixtures. Moving into Division 1, and this looks like a two-way battle already. Uh, Oceana are clear at the top by two points. They have seven wins from their seven games played so far. Also sporting a very healthy goal difference. But that goal difference is nothing in comparison to second place Fade and Green, who have dropped points, they did draw one game, but have also won six to see them onto 19 points for the season and two points off the lead. Their goal difference of 34 means that the two the games between those two teams at the top will probably be critical. Down in third place are Abridge Village, and certainly not out of it by any, any stretch of the imagination after five games. Three wins and a draw for Abridge. They out-sees them sitting on 10 points, but they are nine points behind the two teams above them and that the same can be said for fc galaxy who have had a pretty solid start but have lost some games they have won three and drawn one however from their first seven as they also sit on 10 points and chingford athletic are just behind those two teams and could in fact leap over them with the game in hand chingford have won three in their first six giving given seeing them up to nine points also just below them, and sitting in the mid-part mid of the table, right in the centre, are Barkin, who have won two from their opening six in this campaign. Sees them sitting right slap-bang in the middle. And they're ahead of uh, two teams who are on four points, which is firstly Emerson Park, with one win and a draw, seeing them on to four points from their opening hall of games. And it's almost identical to the record of AC Milano, who, despite only having five goals in their first four fixtures, they also have won one and drawn one, and they sit handily placed on four points, but with games in hand on the sides above. Down in ninth place are promoted FC Mexico A, who have just the one win from their, for their game so far to account for their points, tally of three, and of course they'll be looking to improve that as the season progresses. And Snaresbrook have just one point from their opening five games. One of the two teams sitting in the the relegation zone presently. And also with a very unhealthy goal difference which is going to cause them some issues as the season goes on perhaps. Um, But they are at least, do have some games in hand and looking to improve. Ultimate Vision sit bottom of the table unfortunately so far. They've only played the three but have lost all of those three and they sit without a point. Moving into Division 2. Uh, A very uh, well-contested division, this one, I would say, with at least two to three sides um, in the running in the early stages. Eastbrook United, though, are the side at the top of the table for the minute. They've played eight, which is more than all the other sides below them. Four wins and, amazingly, four draws uh, from their opening eight fixtures. Sees them on to 16 points, which gives them a three-point lead at the moment over second-placed St. Augustine's who've only played the six games, but have won four of those and drawn one, which means with their games in hand, potentially, they could go top. They are only a point ahead of Royal Lions A, who also have four wins from their six, but don't have that draw, so therefore they have just the 12 points, but again, with the games in hand, are another side who could go top. Down in fourth place are Roneo Colts, who are another side who have played eight so far this season, so they're well progressed in their fixtures, Three wins, two draws and three defeats means it's been a bit of an indifferent start for Colts, but they are a side who you feel will have a role to play in the destiny of these promotion spots. Also on, in, on 11 points, which is what Col- Colts are on, are Thames Ironworks Community, who are a, point behind, uh, a place behind Roneo Colts, with three wins and two draws from their seven games, seeing them on 11. And they're three points ahead of Total Football, who have only played the five games, as so they do have games in hand. Two wins and two draws means that they're on eight points for the season so far. And, of course, with the games in hand, they could leap as high as second place. So a lot to play for as the season progresses on. Down in seventh place are uh, Asianos, who have played six with two wins and a draw uh, in a, what's been a bit of an indifferent start to the season, which also saw them exit the London Cup fairly recently um, in a, on a penalty shootout they sit in 7th and that's two points ahead of Frenford who are 8th in the table uh, with five points with just the one win and two draws to their uh, tally so far not quite able to replicate the performances of their Saturday A side also on five points though with one win and two draws yeah, that's East London Harriers uh, goal difference separates them and 8th place Frenford and below them are the two sides presently sitting in the relegation zone FC Mexico B who are on four points for the season with a draw and a win to their name, but with a game in hand that could see them rise up as far as seventh. And bottom of the table, but they have had some points on the board, are Corona Redbridge, who have got just the one draw to their name from their first five five fixtures, but have done okay in the Cups. So they'll be certainly uh, quite confident of improving that situation as things go on, but they are the side to prop up the table for the time being. Into Division 3, and wow, well, this one really is uh, as tight as it possibly could be. With um, the top seven sides separated by just five points, and the top three are on the same points, incredibly. Uh, Alpha are top of the table, with five wins from their opening six. That, on- that only defeat came on the very first week of the season. A very healthy goal difference as well, as seeing them go top by goal difference. But it's only goal difference, and it's Leighton Stone Athletic who are just behind them, also with five wins from their first six, uh, which sees them on to fifteen points. Also, and the third team on fifteen points are Higham Hill, who saw their unbeaten record ended recently uh, to their close rivals Leighton Stone, In fact, who also have five wins from six games. So it's a very, very, very close division. This one and that's not to say that debton sports reserves won't be there or thereabouts who, who've had a couple of indifferent results in recent weeks but they sit just two points behind those three leading teams with four wins and a draw from their opening seven fixtures uh, so you'd think that they have a role to play here as possibly do actually forest who are a point further back from that only with four wins from their first seven games certainly a side who can on their day beat any side in this division um, but they do also have the, the knack of losing the odd fixture too, as, as demonstrated by their three defeats so, so far. Now, Monkums are one point further back, so that makes them only four points off the lead, and they also have an extremely healthy goal difference with 38 goals in their first seven games. Three wins and two draws has made it a fairly solid start for the Munkham side from their first seven fixtures. Dagenham Town are one point further back from them, so, again, very, very closely packed, with three wins and a draw, seeing them on to 10 points for the campaign, having scored 30 goals in their opening seven games. This is a very high-scoring division. Uh, down in eighth place, Inside Success, have had two wins and a draw from their first seven games this year, um, and, but they have started to slow, slowly drop down the table as the other sides around them have picked up more results. Imperial Row sit ninth with four points in um, seven fixtures, one win and a draw for their season so far. Um, And they have a a bit bit, bit of a poor defensive record there with 41 goals conceded in their first seven games, meaning they really do need to up up the ante as the season progresses. Gaulsbrook sit below them. They have just the one victory for the season, which is a surprising outcome, although they have had a, a lot of turmoil over the summer, losing players, with three points from their first five games of the season. Also with just the three points are Windmill Warriors, who have one win from four and sit currently in the relegation zone by goal difference. And bottom of the table, Mayfield Kings, who have had a very difficult start to the campaign. You would say, six defeats from six, 70 goals conceded, explains where their problems lie. Um, But of course there is still a long way to go and small victories along the way will certainly help their, their confidence. We move along into now into Division 4, where there is a seven-point gap at the top. Ainsley are setting the the pace in this one. Seven wins and a draw. Sees them remain unbeaten in their eight games played. And also one of the best defensive records in the league, with just four goals conceded from those eight games, which is pretty much unheard of in Sunday League football. Now, they're seven points clear of second-placing Sabah Barkim, who have just lost the one game. Five wins and that defeat from their opening six. Again, a very solid side defensively, just the five goals conceded, but not quite so expensive in front of goal. But they do have 15 points. And that's two points clear of third-place United amateurs who started the season uh, really, really well, but have hit the buffers a little bit in recent weeks. Um, four wins, a draw, and one defeat. That defeat, coming fairly recently, also sees them drop a place and outside of the promotion spots. In fourth place are Rayfield Park Rovers, who have made um, an inconsistent start to the season with some very handsome wins, but also a few defeats along the way too. Three wins and a draw sees them holding 10 points. 10 points is also what Ultimate Vision Reserves have, with three wins and a draw from six, meaning their game in hand could see them leap up as far as third place if they were to be victorious by the right goal margin there. And It's been a pretty good start for Chingford Athletic Reserve, sitting in sixth place, so the top half of the table, for a side who struggled quite a lot last year, but they have three wins under their belt this season, and a side who can beat the best. They have beaten some sides above them this season, um, and they sit with nine points. Handily placed, you might say. Below them are two points, two teams on six points, which start off with 7th place Blackwell Rovers, who have won two of their opening seven, and they sit on six. And as do Ace Athletics, another new side to the league this season, Two wins from their opening five games. So they've got games in hand there. And if they were to convert one or two of those, that could obviously force them up into the top half of the standings. Down in ninth place are Hillside, who have won one and drawn one, which gives them a points tally of four from their opening five fixtures. And there are three other teams incredibly on four points. All the remaining sides in the division, starting with Romford Athletic Dons with a win and a draw from their opening six. Uh, Moving down to Lonsdale with a win and a draw from their five. And bottom of the table, but only by goal difference, are Titans United with a win and a draw from six games played, seeing them sitting on four points. Into Division 5 now, and this is another division which I suspect is going to be battled all the way. And there's three teams that stand out in this division this year. It starts off with Belfry Reserves, who have made a good start to the season uh, in the competition. They've played eight games and won seven of those. Incredibly, that only loss coming against the bottom of the table side, um, which is quite quite unimaginable, really, when you think about it. But they have 21 points, and that sees them six points clear of the other side chasing them, the first of those being second place, Valence United, who, again, their only defeat came very early in the campaign, but have responded well since with those five wins, seeing them on to 15 points. In third place are Colbrook Royals vets, Again, their only defeat of the season came very early on. In fact, in their first fixture of the season, they've won all of their games since, and that sees them on to 15 points also. Those three teams really are the three setting the pace at this level. Now, it's been a remarkable turnaround for Custom House Community, who I believe lost all three of their opening fixtures, but have fought back and now have four wins under their belts from Seven, which sees them on to 12 points, and literally just one win away from being in the promotion places. Quite a turnaround. United Borough, Uh, have 10 points to their name. Three wins and a draw sees them in fifth place and comfortably in the top half of the table. There then follows three teams who are part of the nine-point club. The first of those, Byron Red Star, who have had three wins from seven to account for their nine points. The second of those is Dagenham Rangers with three wins giving them nine points. And equally, Eastern Avenue, who had a great start to the season but have kind of slid away a little bit in recent weeks. But they also have made a solid start um, with nine points, and they do have a couple of games in hand also, which could prove very effective if they were to convert those. Raw lines B uh, have had some interesting results, two wins and a draw from their first five of the season, so they also have games in hand. They sit on seven points, but with those games in hand, of course, could fly up as high as fourth place, which is um, would be a great turnaround for them. And they sit a point ahead of Athletic City, who are 10th place at the moment, with just the two wins from their opening eight following promotion this year. They sit on six points. And the two sides, who are bottom of the table at the moment, both have three points. Both have one win from seven, and that is Ultimate Vision A, and Young Royals, who make up the rest of the division. Our final division to look at is Division Six which is led at the moment by Mansfield Rangers, who have 19 points. Six wins and a draw sees them unbeaten so far in what has been a great turnaround from their first season. They sit five points clear, as I said, of Royal Lions C, who do have a game in hand. The two teams did draw when they met each other. Um, Royal Lions have won four and drawn two, also remaining unbeaten with 14 points. That's only a point ahead, however, of Valence United Reserves, who have won four and drawn one of their opening seven, with a points tally of 13, meaning they really do have a say in what goes on uh, uh, against the sides above them. In fact, they do have to play some of those sides as well. Colbert Royals Reserves also have had four wins under their belt. That gives them 12 points, and they're sitting comfortably in the top four. Uh, Five points ahead, in fact, of the sides below them. Pink City Phoenixes are the fifth-place team with two wins and a draw. They have seven points and are one of two teams with seven points sitting in the middle of the table. The other being Ivory United, who, after a bit of a disastrous start to the campaign, have really really grown into it, you might say. Uh, and they have two wins and a draw from their first six fixtures. Now, just just below them by a point are Epping Forest Falcons, who have two wins to their name from for the season so far. And they sit in seventh place. And that's a point ahead of Epping Royals who have one win and two draws in what's been a relatively solid start to the season, but not quite as spectacular as they might have imagined. And the bottom two, both have four points. Woodford Green United are the first of those with a win and a draw, um, seeing them onto four points for the season and a positive goal difference, which is quite astounding for a team in ninth place in the table. And bottom of the table, unfortunately, are London Legacy, who have just the one win and one draw, seeing them onto four points for the season also. Goal scoring, not their problem, but perhaps the goals conceded is an area to be reviewed. Thank you for listening to this round-up of the Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League action for October. And we look forward to bringing you a further round-up of all the action next month. For now, goodbye.
2: Welcome to the Maitstone and Mid-Kent Sunday Football League section of the Selk Podcast with myself, Simon Fingan bringing you the roundup of this week's results, a look ahead to next week's fixtures and news from around the league. This week the weather tried its hardest to be the big winner but it didn't succeed with only four games lost to the weather although one of these was the clash between Aylesford and Marden in the Premier Division. We start with a game that survived in the Premier Division between Rubicon Limerick and East Morling which saw Morling 4-1 away victors. Goals from Joe Draper... Mackenzie Gardner, Ziad Garley and Elliot Gardner sealed the win. Ryan Cunwar netting the Rubicon goal. Man of the match for Morling went to young Keaton Courtman playing at centre half. Moving on to Division 1 and Langley Athletic won 2-1 at home to Sutton Valence Athletic in the local derby. Alfie Cox and John Elms for Langley with score not known for Sutton Valence. Good to see Valence looking like recent issues addressed with 16 named today. The games between Barming Blues and Aylesford Reserves and East Morning Reserves versus Layport Angels succumbed to the weather. Snodland Town beat Invicta Sunday by 5 goals to 3 away from home and saw a mixed morning for Ben Twist. He added to his outstanding tally for the season with another 4 goals but also picked up 2 yellows and a red card. William French also joined him leaving the game early. The other Scotland goal goalscorer was Lewis Penfold, with Jack Gilby netting two for Invicta, and William Holness on the score sheet again this week. Leybourne Chase lost 3 1 at home to Coxheath from Farley, Marcus Williams for the home side, Marius Bruges, Daniel Skinner, and Jamie Tree with the Heath goals. Invicta Rangers won 4 2 away at Park Royal Reserves. Daniel Brown and Alfie Crickmore for Royal. A Sean Dowling brace, Sean Elkington and Ben Edwards goals giving Rangers victory. In Division 3, Leiborne City won the battle of the top two by beating Len Valley 4-2 away from home. Oscar Brooks and Harry Mason finding the net for Len Valley. George Davis, Bradley White, George Wilkins and Alex Cable all on the score sheet for City. Maidstone Tempest went goal-crazy away at Parkwood Jupiters. Seven different scorers and 11 second-half goals. Nathan Wright hit five, Sam Maynard with a brace, and the other goals came from Ashley Craft, Keith Holdsworth, Darren Avery, Bradley Brooker and Paul Allen. Matt Cockle with the Jupiters goal. The game between Matestone Kestrels and Walnut Wanderers would have been another weather victim but it was switched from Parkwood to Oakwood, with Kestrels becoming the away team. Walnut made the home advantage count, winning 4-0. Jamie Boyce, Sean Keane, Ryan Reid and Mitchell Smith getting the goals. Finally in the division, Yalding and Ladinford Reserve secured a big win at home, defeating Cross Keys 4-0. Score is not known from this game. Kent Sands United running the County Cup came to an end at Ashford United Thirds. In their own words, a bit of a mismatch of levels, seeing Sands go down to nine goals without reply. Probably not helped by the less than perfect 3G at Homelands. Now we move on and we have a cup draw for you. This is for the second round of the Challenge Cup. And as usual, I'll hand over to Ian Tucker to take you through the draw. Okay,
3: it's time for, uh, for a cup draw. It's the Hovis Challenge Cup, and we're at the second round stage. Uh, 16 ties to, uh, to draw, and these will be played on uh, Sunday the 14th of November, so not far away at all. Uh, League Chairman Dave Borton and League Secretary Steve Taylor are here. They have the bag of balls, which have
4: 32,
3: 32 in there, and they're all there, present and correct. Uh, David's going to be drawing the the home ties for us as usual, and uh, Steve will follow up with the away opposition. So, uh, shall we ready? Are you ready? All in there? All present? Correct? Happy? Happy. Here we right, go. Here we go. Let's First go. one out of the bag. Number sixteen. At number sixteen, that's uh, laybourne Twenty-five, and they will be playing Coxheath and Farley. Number seven. At number seven. That brings up Vinters. Home advantage for them against... Number eight. Which is Barmin Youth. Number 31. 31 is Len Valley. 29. And that's against the Whitehorse Jaguars. Number 17. At 17, that brings up East Morlin Reserves. Number nine. And they will be taking on Aylesford Reserves. Number 11. At Sigma the same village, Aylesford. there, home advantage for them against... Number one. And that's Park Royal. 22. 22, that's uh, Invictus Sunday. Against number 32. Home advantage for them against Jordan and Ladinford Reserves. 30. Number 30, that's uh, Mardin Miners. Number 24. And they'll be taking on Rubicon Limerick. Ooh. Number 12. At 12, that's uh, Mason Kestrels. 14. And they'll be playing Sutton Valance Athletic. Number 2. Number 2, that brings up Barmin Blues. Against number 10. And they will be taking on Laybourne Chase. 23. 23, that's Minter. Number 6. Uh, home advantage for them against Maidstone Tempest. Lucky number three. Number three is uh, Park Royal Reserves. Number 15. And that uh, their opponents for that game will be East Malling Sunday. Number four. Four gives home advantage to Kent Sands United. 18. And they will be playing Laybourne Angels. Number five. Five is IGS. Not many left. Number 13. And they'll be taking on Parkwood Jupiters. 19. 19 brings us up. Yordin and Ladinford. 26. And they will be at home to Cross Keys. Number 20. Uh, 20 is White Horse. 27. And they'll be playing Snodland Town. Uh, 21. Uh, 21, that's uh, laybourne
2: City. Just leaves one in the bag, number 28.
3: Which is uh, a buy for them. So that takes them automatically through to the next round. So best of luck to uh, to all those teams. As we say, those matches will be played on Sunday the 14th of November. Uh, good luck to you all. And um, just before we go, quickly, any ties that leap out for you there? Any all any Premier ties that... Uh, What we should look out for? Well, certainly Aylesford versus Park Royal and Marden versus Rubicon. Two all-premier ties. They'll be very tight games. So one's to to keep an eye out there. Uh, Well, best of luck to all the teams and we'll be back very shortly with uh, another draw for the Hovis Challenge Cup.
2: Thanks to Ian and all involved for that Cup draw there. Definitely uh, some ties that stand out. Marden versus Rubicon looking to bounce back from the league defeat to them last week in the Cup so that's a great opportunity for them. Now as we have another month drawing to a close let's round up the current state of play in the divisions and also a look at who has got themselves in form for finding the net. In the Premier Division East Morling finding form and taking advantage of others not playing sees them rise to the top of the pile three points clear of Park Royal with Aylesford back in third on nine points. Tommy Whitnall leads the goalscoring charts with 10 for the season for Aylesford. Johan caney Bryan in 2nd on six for Marden. And then in 3rd place we have a couple of people sharing that. Raymond Chadwick of Park Royal and Liam Stone of Whitehorse. Division 1 looks tight with Aylesford reserves currently sitting top on 15 points but in 2nd place IGS have 2 games in hand on 9 points and can close that gap as the season progresses. Sutton Valence are sitting bottom on no points so far for the season but it looks like they have turned things around with numbers of players and hopefully they'll get some points on the board soon. It's also quite tight in the division when it comes to leading goalscorer. Jordan Ababio leading the way with 9 for Langley Athletic, closely followed by Sam Tate of IDS with 8 and Bradley Beckett of Ailsford Reserves with 7. In Division 2, Park Royal Reserves sit top on 16 points, but closely followed by Snodland Town, who have risen from mid-table up to second over recent weeks, currently on 13 points and not far behind with a game in hand. Minter have shown what they can do with a full-strength squad, and I'm sure that we'll see their points tally change over the coming weeks. Snodland's rise up the table has certainly been helped by the goals from Ben Twist, Currently sitting on 15 for the season. In second place is William Holness of Invicta Sunday with 10, followed by Lewis Sharp of Barman Youth with 9 for the season. In Division 3, Leybourne City have got a nice healthy lead at the top, 21 points, 7 played, followed by Len Valley with 6 played, 15 points. Mate's own Tempest ability to score goals for fun has helped them move from mid table up to third place with a healthy goal difference and picking up points. And at the other end of the table we have Cross Keys still waiting to get some points on the board for the season. Again it's no surprise to see that the team at the top have their leading goalscorer at the top of the table as well with George Davis of Leyburn City with 11 for the season so far. Closely followed by Billy Bean of Whitehorse Jaguars on 9 and Callum Hatcher also on 9 for Kent Sands United. A position shared with Hussain here of Maidstone Tempest. Special mention goes to Matthew Spry of Lenn Valley who's actually got 12 goals for the season of which nine are in league competition and also share in f- joint third place with Callum and Hussain. Now some news as a reminder that Sunday the 14th of November is Remembrance Sunday. This means that Maidstone Town Centre is closed for the Remembrance Parade from 10.30 and some local villages will also have local parades so just to be aware for travel restrictions. Looking ahead to the fixtures for Sunday the 7th of November and in the Premier Division Rubicon and Limerick are at home to Park Royal with Park Royal looking to take advantage of East Morning not playing and hoping to go back top. In Division 1 East Morning reserves take on Langley Athletic IGS face Leybourne Angels Sutton Valence Athletic face Aylesford reserves who are top of the table and Yording and Laddiford face Birmingham Blues. In Division 2, it's the Invicta Derby as Invicta Rangers host Invicta Sunday. Leybourne face Coxheath and Farley. Park Royal Reserves face Leybourne Chase. Stodland Town take on Minter. And Vinters face Balming Youth. Division 3 sees Cross Keys play Whitehorse Jaguars. Kent Sands United are away to Maidstone Kestrels. Maidstone Tempest face a tough clash at the top against Lenn Valley. And Walnut Wanderers are at home to Yielding and Ladford Reserves. Two of our teams in cup action in the Plumstead Cup. Modern Miners are at home to Mildeen. And Whitehorse are at home to MetroGas. That brings you all up to date with the results from Sunday the 31st. A look ahead to next Sunday's fixtures for the 7th of November. And news and the cup draw. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Stay safe and good luck for the games next weekend. <coughs>
0: keep it simple get down to play today the uk's leading app for next game availability download down to play from the app store and google play Hello and welcome back to this week's segment for the North Kent Sunday Football League. Uh, We only had five fixtures played this week due to the horrible weather at the weekend and all the other matches were postponed. So what we'll do, we're going to run through those five fixtures that were able to be played and then I'm going to give you a breakdown of all the league tables and the top scorers. So starting with our fixtures, in Division 2, the Robins Nest beat Sean Hyam four goals to two. In Division 3, Springhead Park beat Grunak Reserves 6-0. Grunak, they're wishing the weather did call their game off. In Division 4, South Darrington United beat Taverners 4-1 away from home. And AFC Phoenix beat the Rose Athletic 4-2. In Division 5, the Queen beat Chogden Invicta 8-3. They are the five results we have from the North Kent Sunday Football League for this week. And let's dive in to the league tables. So we start with the senior division. Um, We have three teams here. Drawing on seven points, Uh, Real Gima top the league on goal difference. Uh, The Sun are closely behind them and Swanscombe Tigers are just behind them. Although Swanscombe Tigers have played one extra game to the other two. Uh, In fourth place is Marley Royals on one point and Longfield Athletic sit bottom with zero points, but they have played zero games so far this season. So I'm sure that will change soon. Going into Division One. At the top of the table, on 12 points, we have Black Lion Hartley. In second place, we have Dartford Eagles. They're on 10 points, but they have played one game more than Black Lion Hartley. The Pelham Arms are in third. They've got seven points after five games. River United have got seven points after four games. South Downing United have got four points after four games. New Ash Green have got two points after four games. And Ye Old Lever Bottle have got no points after four games. That's 1-7 to seven in Division 1. We move into Division 2 next. In Division 2, we have at the top of the table, after seven games on 15 points, AFC Rocheville. In second place is Swanscombe Tigers on 12 points, but they do have two games in hand on the team above them. The Six Bells have played six games, and they're on 10 points. Gurunak have played five games, and they're on 9 points. Gravesend United have played four games, and they're on 9 points. Grand Sports Greenways have played five games, and they're on 9 points. Shaunheim have played five games and they're on six points. Valley Rovers have played five games and they're on six points. The Robins Nest have played six games and they're on four points. And Grayson Spartans have played six games and they have zero points at this stage. So that league's nice and tight. Uh, 15 points at the top, but they have two games in hand. And all the rest are following up with 12, 10 and lots of nines there. So a nice tight Division 2 in the North Kent Sunday Football League. Let's take a look at Division 3. Sitting at the top of the tree... We have Halls AFC. They have played six and they're on 14 points, but they are being closely followed by Crayford Town, who are on 13 points, but they have only played five games. so They do have a game in hand on Halls AFC. Graves and Cricketers are just behind them. They've played six and they've got 12 points. The Rising Eagles have played six and they have 11 points. Ridgeway Darts have played five and they're on nine points. Springhead Park have played seven and they're on eight points. Cobham Sunday have played six and they're on four points. Grunet Reserves have played six and they're on three points. And AFC Bells have played five games, but they are on zero points so far this season. We move into Division 4 next. In Division 4, we have three teams joined at the top of the table on 12 points. They are Hollisters, South Downing United and Pelham Arms. Hollisters currently sit top of the ball, though, with... Bigger goal difference, and they also have a game in hand over the other teams. South United take second place, and Pelham Arms take third place. AFC Phoenix are sitting in fourth, they've got 10 points after five games. Swanley are sitting in fifth, they have six points after five games. Then we have the Rose Athletic, they're on three points after five games. South Thames Cavalier have three points after five games, and then the Taverners have one point after five games. Into the final division now, down into Division 5. This division's really tight, I know this because I play in this division. At the top of the tree, you have the Queen, who have played six and currently sit on 15 points. In second place, you have Charlton and Victor, who have played six and sit on 12 points. Just behind them, you have Dartford Athletic and Guru Nanak A, who have both got nine points, but they have got a game in hand on both the teams above. Just below them, you have my team, AFC Bexley. We sit in fifth. We have six points after four games, so we have two games in hand on the team above. And then you have Nuevo Club, who have played four and they got three points. And Dartford line have played six, but have zero points. So if you look at Dartford Athletic, Guru Nanak, and my team, if we win our games in hand, We've got a team at the top of 15, then we'll have four teams all behind on 12 points. That's a really tight league down there at the bottom. What we're going to look at now is the top scorers from each division. Unfortunately, that information is not available for the senior division at this stage, but I will go through divisions 1 to 5 and we'll see who's been banging in the goals. So we'll start with Division 1. Ellis Green, who plays for the Pelham Arms, is currently on 11 goals. Uh, In Division 2, Simon Cuthbert, who represents AFC Rocheville, is on 9 goals. In Division 3, Ashley Rolfe, who plays for Crayford Town, is on 11 goals. In Division 4, Alexander Grames is on 6 goals. And in Division 5, we have two goal scorers on 12 goals each. There is Jake Green, who plays for Dartford Athletic, and Jack Illsley, who plays for the Queen. Um, I will just like to add that the Division 4 top goal scorer um, does represent... South Durham United, because I left that information out. So Alexander Grames, who has six goals, represents South Durham United in Division 4. So that is the latest update for the North Kent Sunday Football League. That is how the divisions are sitting, and that is how the top scorers are looking. As I say, there's plenty of leagues there where it's really tight, and teams with games in hand, where if the results go their way, you're going to be looking at lots of people on the same points at the top. So the goal difference really is really is big at this stage of the season. And I'll be back next week to let you know how the fixtures went, how the games went, and how the leagues are looking. Thank you very much.
4: Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for games played on Sunday the 31st of October. This week only seven games survived due to the heavy overnight rain that swept across the area. In the Premier Division, the only top flight game that survived was North Watford who came back from behind to defeat FC Unicorn 3-2 to remain top of the table and indeed open up a three-point lead over the Chasing Clubs. They fell behind with a great strike from the edge of the box from Luke Habijam. Unicorn then had a chance to double their lead, but the North Watford keeper, Craig Garrett, made a fine save from a Unicorn penalty. In the second half, North Watford made a tactical change, pushing defender Ashley Lewis up front, and that had the desired effect when he lobbed the homekeeper in the income, in the opening moments of the second half. He then scored his second to give North Watford the lead, when after some clever work from Omar Vassal, a free kick, receiving the ball with his back to goal, then a quick turn and a left foot strike into the top corner. But, almost straight from the restart, Unicorn drew level when Jack Bishop equalised. The winner for North Watford came when Connor Flanagan raced onto a Winston Taylor through ball to slot the ball past the onrushing Unicorn keeper. In Division 1, Langley moved up to 4th place in the table with a 3rd win of the season, 4-3 over Ricky AFC in an open game. Ricky took an early lead from a penalty, but they soon found themselves 3-1 behind. They battled back to draw level three each, before Langley scored the winner. Connor Seals netted a double for Langley supported by goals from Dan Byron and Gary Cook. Catalin Pitacci, Dennis Fidderson and Ross Maguire scored for Ricky. In Division 2, Watford Town moved into second place after a crushing mid after crushing mid table West Hearts 13 1. Chris Blunden scored a double hat trick with Nathan Nottage himself scoring four times and Jack McT- and Jack McKenzie twice with Michael East netting the other goal. Thiago Campos scored the consolation goal for West Hearts. In Division 3, Ricketwood Acorns have a third-league win and remain mid-table after the 3-2 home win over Francis George. Charlie Micklewright, Rhys Bilson and James Adams scored for Acorns with Tom Minton and Tom Berger replying for Francis George. In the uh, Hearts Junior Cup in the second round, St so Mary's Harefield made it through with an impressive 6-3 away win over Royston Rangers Reserves. Cole Swan was a star man scoring four times, with Harry Fulbrook and Craig Matheson also on target. Their reward for this victory is a home tie against Troll Campbell FC for a place in the last 16. Watford Youth Sports scored three times away from home at Almond Tree, but that could not prevent them from going down to a 5 3 defeat. Callum Bedwell, Michael Doran, and Joe Blagden with their goals. The final game in the Junior Cup saw it being a morning to forget for Inter, who suffered a 9 0 home defeat to East Hearts Seniors. With the first two months of the season now completed, uh, we thought it was time to give you a bit of a rundown on how the teams are doing in their respective divisions so far. In the Premier Division, team at the top are North Watford, who have got 10 points from four games. In second place, see St. Joseph's, who previously led the division, with seven points from three games. Closely followed behind by Oakview, who, after seven games, have themselves also got seven points. FC Unicorn, a mid-table, after six games with six points. Followed by Old Falarians, who, after three games, have got four points. Everett Rovers are second from bottom, rather surprisingly, having played four games and only managed one win and a draw to give them four points. And Evergreen are firmly rooted at the uh, foot of the table after four games, see them with just the one draw and the solitary point. In Division 1, we see that Bushy Rangers are on top of the division after four games with maximum 12 points. Uh, Behind them is Abbots Langley, having played seven and three more than them on 11 points. But the other bushy, Bushy Eagles, having played five games, are not far behind only on 10. Langleybury Cricket Club on mid-table after six games with nine points. As are WDFC, having played four and collected six points from just the two wins. Casterby Rangers are just below them in sixth. uh, And they also have played four games, are on six points. And Chester United, again, are in seventh. Again, having played four games and this time with just the five points. The bottom two, in eighth place, we see Ricky AFC having played seven games, just the one win and one draw to give them four points. And at the bottom, we see Soccer, who have played five games with just the one win to give them three points. In Division Two, We've got FC Woodside, top of the table, played 6, 1 6, maximum 18 points. And just behind them are Watford Town, who have played 7, 1 5, with 15 points. Halfshire Eagles are in third, having played 6 and 1 4 and drawn 1, giving them 13 points. And Fours of Watford are also in contention, having played 6. One four, lost two, with 12 points. Then mid-table, we have St Mary's Harefield, having played five, with nine points. Watford Youth Sports, having played six, with nine points. And Chelfon Saints, having played four, with six points. Then West Harts are in eighth place, having played six, with six points. Dunning's Bar, in ninth, having played seven with six points, and then in tenth place is Abbott's Wanderers, having played six, but just having the four points from those six games. The bottom two clubs are Donbar in eleventh, having played five, with just the one win and three points. But firmly rooted at the bottom are Sparta Phoenix, having played six, and again having only won the one game, with three points and flat bottom due to goal difference. Finally, in Division 3, we see Watford Youth Sports Old Boys, having played five games and got four wins to give them 12 points. BBFC have a 100% record of four games and four wins, their second with 12 points. And Southern Cross have played five, won four, and gained with 12 points, so really tight at the top. Also chasing the top three, a King George in fourth, five games from and giving them eleven points. Mid table, we've got Francis George who have played eight now, but with just the three wins and the one draw, are on ten points. Bricketwood Acorns mid table as well in sixth, with six point, uh, sorry six played and nine points. Inter in seventh with five played and just the four points. Batchworth in eighth with four played and just three points. And then Rio Rovers in ninth place, having played six, again just with the three points. And Wishingwell, firmly rooted at the bottom, having played six with just the one win and three points, but with a massive minus 32 goal difference. That's it for this week. And we look forward to being back with you next week. This week's Selk podcast
0: was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.